Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the State Champs Swing Away podcast, where we keep you updated on the Total Softball Player of the Year race. I'm Jenna Rose, joined by Total Softball's Donnie Dreyer and Brian Chittister, the Director of Operations for College Bound Jocks. Guys, it was so cool to listen back to the episode that aired last week with our coaches recruiting roundtable. That was a lot of great information, Donnie. You're literally the man <laughs> for bringing everybody in for that. No, I think it's so important for our, for our listeners, especially the kids and the parents to to know what these college coaches are, are thinking and getting their guidance. So uh, very appreciative of the coaches joining us um, last week. I thought it was great information and, and hopefully the, the kids and the parents and even some of the coaches got some good takeaways from it. Right. And, you know, Donnie and Brian, what were your guys' takeaways? I mean, you've known these coaches for a minute, but they've gave great information that any athlete could really use. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is, is and hopefully the, the message was sent, that the kids really got to drive the bus, Jenna. Um, you know, if you want to play college softball, you just can't like softball. You have to absolutely love it. and You have to have a passion in order to be successful as an athlete and as a student uh, in college because it's, it's an 80-hour job a week. And so I think the message was pretty clear that, you know, parents, you can be in the back and guiding your kids, but we want the kids driving the buses. The college coaches want to hear from the kids. As much as the coaches have known me for a long time, because I'm old, um, no. and they, yeah. they, they trust my opinion, they really want to hear from the kids. And, the, and they reach out to me and they talk to me. So, you know, the message for me was, you know, kids step up um, and take charge of, uh, of your future. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the same thing. Uh, the Eric Oakley mentioned. You know, you can email me as much as you want. I'm mean, even to the obnoxious stage. I mean, a lot of kids are like, oh, I I don't know. I just sent him an email like last month, and I, I don't want to bug them. It's like don't think of it that way. You know, it's just you gotta sometimes be a squeaky wheel and just staying in front of people so that that top of mind is what comes up. Right. Don't wait for them to recruit you. Go recruit the school. Yes, exactly. And on that note, we're going to have another Coaches Recruiting Roundtable that will drop on Thursday, June 10th, and that'll be a mix of D1, D2, and D3 coaches. So go back and listen to our last episode and be sure to tune in when that new episode drops on June 10th. For today's episode, we are going to do a deep dive into the top 10 and who looks like they could make it into the final four. And of course, we'll have our shout outs and players on our watch list. So before we get to it, State Champs Michigan Swing Away podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological. University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity level sports, including softball, at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Swing Away is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and give back. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. And the pros at the Detroit Medical Center's Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees have been announced, so for more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. All right, gentlemen, here it is, the good stuff. Looking at the top 10. Donnie, take it away. 
Yeah, I mean, we've got some great, great names up there, kids that are having some great seasons. And uh, for the most part, we've been looking at performances, and that's how we've been judging the kids. But now it's really, you know, where the rubber meets the road, when they start to get into pre-districts and districts and regionals, quarterfinals, semifinals. These are the games that these kids can shine and, and, and stand up. Um, now, you know, we're taping on Wednesday, right? And uh, there were some pre-districts on, on Tuesdays. And uh, so you know, I think the most notable, Brian, was Grand Blank losing a, a tough pre-district uh, two to one. Big and, upset. Yes. And, uh, you know, Clendo Klokak has had a fabulous year, and her numbers are as good as anybody, especially on the pitching side. But she is now not going to have those opportunities to have big games in, in districts, in regionals, and quarters. And that... Uh, there's a lot of kids on our list that are still in it and have a chance uh, to do that. And another one of our players that was on the watch list, not in the top 10, uh, Nevada Ingram, was the Jackson Northwest, who was the number one team in Division Two, and they lost a, a tough ball game, three to two. So, in Nevada's case, you know, trying to get into the top 10, it's obviously probably not going to happen because she doesn't get to have to have those big game performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's plenty of kids that are still in our, our top 10. Um, and on the show, by the way, Brian Chittister stepped in for me today uh, with Lauren on the, on the broadcast. Uh, my face is not uh, camera friendly right now. It's not now. TV ready. <laughs> it's not TV ready. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian said it, and, uh, and uh, he did a great job, by the way. So everybody's got everybody to watch that. Um, but we, we talked about the kids in, in the home run race, and, and all three of them are on, in our top ten. Uh, with with uh, Kendra Vanderlook, who just tied the home run record with 26. Uh, I believe I'm right in my numbers that Kelly Havelin is at 25 now and Lauren Saborski at, uh, at 22. Wow. And these are kids that are all in the tournament. They all have a chance to not only um, uh, do very well and potentially get into the top four, but they also have a chance to hit, hit the home run record. And, Brian, maybe you talk a little bit about... Uh, uh, Kendra, and it's just amazing that you know she has just splashed onto the scene, and now she's she's tied the record with more games to go. Right, right. Well, what's amazing about all these kids, uh, you know, talking about my daughter ten ten years ago in high school or a little longer maybe, and I uh, at this point considered you know on the U.S. Olympic team one of the top players and one of the top hitters in the world, and back when she was in high school, she had sixteen home runs in a year. And now I know the technology and the bats are a little bit better now. But still, what these kids are doing is absolutely amazing. And you know, I, I met Kendra a couple of years ago. Uh, she came out. We did a skills video with her, and she was hitting bomb after bomb then, just in tenth grade. And uh, I think she is just gonna, you know, continue to be great. And uh, you know, all these guys that are in our top three, um, Saborski also big home run hitter, lots of power, great. I mean, the, the, these girls' measurables are all off the charts. You know, they got great exit velocity, and uh, they're just fantastic players. And uh, Haviland, you, you know, what can you say about a kid that's going to Alabama? That's it's right there. Is gonna it's gonna say the story. You don't have to say anymore. It, yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. And she again has a chance of. Um breaking the run scoring record. I think her record's at 88, set by her, by the way, in 2019. <laughs> and again, unofficially, I've got her at 82 runs scored, which, you know, in a high school season, that's just uh, that's absolutely amazing. Got to so, be on base a lot to get that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Uh, but let's look at some of the other ones. Um, Regan Bennett, uh, 
Novi just snaked out with a uh, 2-1 win in, in pre-district, so she continues to go on. You know, she's a, a two-way player, so she's got multiple ways that, uh, you know, and maybe in my opinion, when you combine pitching and hitting, when you say high level at both, you know, she's right there at the top. So, she, you know, if Novi continues to win, if they can get through a very tough district in advance, um, she's got an excellent chance. Uh, Rachel Everett, who's also in our top 10 with the, the Heartland pitcher that's going to South Alabama. Um, she's had a great season, but again, Heartland, providing they get by Howell, right. which is going to be just a, a great a district. Uh, yeah, It's, it's always be a, a battle when those two play. Yeah. But you think about that, like her and Wolverton, great pitchers. Whoever wins that game, those are, those are big points for us. Big performance, big games that either one of those have a great chance of going far distance because not only do they have great numbers, but they're on teams that have a chance to go very deep into the tournament, which just gives them more chances for big game performances. Um, and as we mentioned, Kendall doesn't have any more chances to, to do that. Uh, Maggie Murphy is going to be in the top four. She's just killing it with the votes. I mean, she's having a great season. She's hitting almost 500. I think she's got uh, 12 to 14 home runs, over 50 RBIs. Uh, don't know if she's going to win it, but with her vote, she's going to be in, and, and her numbers are um, exceptional. We talked about uh, Saborski, and again, South Lion East is good enough that if they get through a tough district and, and Lauren continues to hit home runs, she has an excellent chance of, of getting into those uh, the top four. And then Brian Ellie Sealer, I know you know her well, yep. still chasing 700. I, I, I don't know how far Monroe can go. But, um, you know, she continues her, her hitting streak, which now is getting close to 70 games, yeah. and um, she's pushing 700. I think that the biggest key for her, I, I mean, I had another coach talking to me, a travel coach talking to me over the weekend about her, and uh, he had got to see her play this past, um, in the past couple weeks, and he said he had never seen a, an outfielder with that kind of footwork, and that she is just phenomenal. And, and I would just say her speed uh, is is amazing, and that's obviously why she's got such a great batting average. Because that girl will just put the ball in play, and she's getting on base. And then the the most thing that I remember talking to college coaches about her was what's exciting about her is once she gets on base, I tell people she is a base taker. I mean, she's not even going to try to steal. She's going to take the base. It's like just taunts these catchers like you're not going to get her out. And uh, she's just an exciting kid to watch. Yeah, and, you know, obviously Michigan sees the same thing in her right. uh, to, to offer that. And we did highlight her earlier in the year on the show, and that's what we talked about, her footwork. If anyone has a chance to go to the College Bound Jocks video and see Ellie Sealer, <laughs> you can, you, you know, if you're an outfielder and you want to learn good footwork, just 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 watch her feet. She does a she does a, a excellent job. And then Megan Nectarline, who's flying, you know, she's in our top 10. She's flying underneath the radar a little bit. But again, she's a kid with great numbers. You know, like a lot of these kids, she's striking out two batters an inning. Her ERA is under .8. But being on um, Dakota, Dakota has a chance to go deep into the tournament. And if she, you know, has big performances in, in districts and regionals and maybe quarterfinals, all of a sudden she's a candidate to be in the top uh, top four and 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 maybe win this thing. So, you know, that's kind of how we see it right now. I, I think things will change after this weekend. I think districts are going to tell us a lot and it's going to start to uh, shape it. But we have a lot of kids in the watch list that have chances 
of, of moving up. So let's talk about some of the kids that are on the watch list to say, hey, who is a chance of be able to make it into the top 10 and, and one of them again that flies under the radar but has been on our watch list all year is Jenna Blevins a senior from Flat Rock who's going to be going to Hartford next year hitting 569 14 home runs 63 RBIs um, and again I don't know you know uh, Flat Rock is a solid team I, I don't know yet how far they're going to go but if they do go and, and she's and she's leading the way she has a chance to break into the the top 10 just as you think Ryan Alyssa Holo I mean I know yeah. you really really like her and she's had a great season and and playing with uh, obviously a really good team South Liney so it's uh, yeah you never know it's uh, it's 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 who who on those teams are gonna step up right yeah and you know she's part of that uh, South Lies East team that set the team single season home run record so that's pretty impressive so and, and again, they're good enough. I mean, they got a great record. It'll, they've got a tough district, but we'll see how far they go and, and who's going to lead them. Whether it's going to be Saborski, Holo, or or maybe somebody else. And then we always like Lily Valamont from Trenton, and uh, you know she's a kid that was in our top ten that's not in our top ten, but she's got the numbers. You know, hitting 550, 10 plus home runs. We'll see how Trenton does, and, and we'll see if people pitch to her. That's too. the problem with a kid like her. I mean, nobody wants to throw to her. So it's like, how do you hit home runs when they're putting intentional walk out there every time? So she's she's got a tough road to hoe there with that one. She does. Um, um, and again, looking back at her watch list, how about Danielle Keeley from Anchor Bay? She's on a very talented team, and she's the one that stood out, batting leadoff for them. She's been hitting 600 all year. And Anchor Bay is another one that they're a solid team you know they've they've got they've got pitching they got hitting they got defense so again if if they have a great districts maybe a great regional this is a kid that could potentially get into our top 10 she, again she's been on our watch list all year she's she's done great just not quite enough to get to the top 10 um, but she's knocking on the door and if some of these uh, kids in the top 10 don't perform well in the districts and daniel does she has a chance of potentially moving up there Right, right. Yeah. Another kid that I want to uh, make sure that, um, you know, we've highlighted her a little bit on the watch list, and that is Macy Ireland from Owasso. She's a junior going to Kent State. She has, in 175 innings, 349 strikeouts. And Owasso has the ability, I think, in, in D2, to go a long way they got a great they have got a great team and with macy leading them and she also is hitting over 500 so she's a two-way player on a team that could potentially win a state title and um you know her pitching numbers are very similar to kids that we've got in uh, d1 maybe she's not seeing the you know as consistently as tough a lineups but um she's a kid that we've got on our, our radar and a kid that uh could potentially break the top 10. Another one that uh, I want to bring out that we've talked a lot about, Brian, is the the fabulous freshman pitcher from South Lyon, Ava Bradshaw. Ava Bradshaw. Yeah. yeah. I love that kid. Yeah, you can almost see her maturing from game to game. Uh, you know, pre-districts, she beat a very good Canton team, 8 nothing. She didn't only beat them, she no-hit them. And I believe it was 18 strikeouts. It was 17 or 18 strikeouts against yeah. a good D1 hitting team. So I think she's finding her stride. Yeah, she's at the right a, time. She's going to be a big time recruit. Uh, this kid is just she is built so solid. She's so strong, 
And and the best part about Ava is just her work ethic. That girl works her tail off to get better every day. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited to watch her future because as a freshman, she's she's doing great, and it's just going to keep getting better. Yeah, and I I think I mentioned earlier in a previous broadcast that one thing that really impresses me is that she she stays even keel whether she's having a, a good day, a bad day. Um, whether her team's playing great behind her or whether they're not, she stays very even keel, and that's going to serve her well. Oh, yeah. Coaches uh, will notice that. <laughs> yes. They, they, they want, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to not having success, they want you to have a very short memory, and you have to have that yeah. a, as, a, as a pitcher. And uh, those are one of the things that I, that I look for, and I, and I see it in Avis. So her future is looking bright. And, uh, you know, we can't forget about uh, Kelsey Zampa at Heartland. I, I yeah. think that, uh, you know, between her, Roberson, the kid's going to Duke. You can't forget about her. No, and no. She's, uh, she's quite the player. I, I I, always say that she's probably one of the top players in the state. I mean, just a phenomenal all-around athlete, fantastic in the outfield, can play infield. I mean, she's just uh, – she can hit bombs too. I'm a little surprised she hasn't had uh, uh, more of a run here on the home run record here this year. But Oh, she can. She's, yeah. uh, she's, she's a great player. She's that prototypical five-tool um, athlete. And, and how about Schwegman? Talk about flying underneath the radar. Elena Schwegman from Notre Dame Prep. She's pressing the last numbers we had, Brian, is that she was close to 700. I know, I know you know her well. And why not her a potential for a top 10? Yeah, huh? I mean, the only thing higher than her batting average right now is her SAT score. <laughs> that is one smart cookie right there. Elena is, is phenomenal. Uh, and as going to Rice, and uh, just a, a, a brilliant young lady and, and phenomenal player. Yeah, and her teammate Jordan Smith, right behind her, uh, committed to CMU. Same thing. She's sitting almost 600. And uh, at last check, she had 15 bombs, slugging percentage over 1,200. So there's a couple of other kids that we got asterisks by them, and we're going to continue to watch and. and uh, uh, and, and see what yeah. they do. Hopefully they, uh, they make some noise in the playoffs here, and uh, they'll definitely increase their stock. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I noticed that Gold Lake had won their pre-districts last night, and Mandy Essman, who was in our top ten, now back on the watch list, hitting 585, 11 home runs, 62 RBIs, 45 runs. I mean, the kid is having a fabulous year. And just another kid, Jenna, on our watch list that, you know, we're, we're getting close to – to uh, freeze in that top 10. But these are all kids that we have to look at. And uh, the committee's got to look at not only the numbers we're talking about, but um, you know the games that they're that they're producing these number and, and the level of talent that they're playing, playing against. against. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I did have a couple other shout-outs that I wanted to get to because we're getting um, we're just getting some great numbers all over the, the state. And we always appreciate uh, when people update us, whether it's advocates, coaches, parents, just get us numbers so that we can give some shout-outs. One of them is from a school that most people don't know, Williamston. And, and Brian, i got to tell you, I just don't know much about Williamston, but Ava Johnson, who's a junior, having a great year. I've got her hitting 685, 13 home runs. Wow. Um, and, I th- and I think they're up in the, in the Lansing area. So, again, another kid that is pressing 700 which is just amazing we talked there's only six or seven kids that have ever ever done that 
And then uh, Sam Suve, who's having, am I pronouncing that right, Suve? I, I think it's Sovi. Sovi. You know, All right. Uh, yeah. she, she only played for me, so you know, you think I would, you think I would know how to say that. But <laughs> Sam is having a great year. She's a senior from Ubley. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Committed to Central Michigan, but uh, she's hitting 650 uh, with nine home runs, and that's just through 22 games. I mean, they're not right. playing a lot of games, but uh, Sam is having a great year, and. Um, Poised to do things at CMU. I, I, want, I also want to talk about Mackenzie Noah. Uh, here's a girl playing for Cabrini. She's she's uh, pitches for uh, Cabrini. She's committed to Taylor University. Uh, former CBJ kid, but talk about an absolute quality kid. I mean, she right now she's got 220 strikeouts. Cabrini has 10 kids on their team. They had to beg two soccer players to come play <laughs> on their team this year. They got two soccer players that have not really played any um, softball since middle school. Uh, they came over just to field the team, and uh, Mackenzie is just doing it on her own. I mean, there's a, uh, I mean. She's just such a great kid. They they'll win games one nothing where Mackenzie hits a home run and then she shut out the other team uh, on the mound. Um, but I um, I asked this young lady to come out and help us the other day with a video and I'll tell you just a just a an amazing young lady. Just came out there, all smiles, ready to help, do whatever we ask, you know, and just just a real team player. And uh, I can't say enough about her. So I uh, definitely want to see her make a good run. She told me that. Uh, she was pretty confident, even though they have a limited staff this year, that they could make a run in the Division Four because most of the teams they play or have played all year are either D1 or D2 teams in the state. So. Well, talk about carrying the team, an ERA of .23. She said uh, 220 strikeouts, and she's hitting over 572. Yeah. So it sounds like she's you know carrying that roster at 10 pretty good. She is. She pitches every game. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> Why not? It's good, yeah, because the other one's a soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jen, I got one more shout out. Tara Caraway from Warren Cousineau is a, is a catcher, a junior catcher, having a fabulous year, hitting 585, 11 home runs, a slugging percentage of over 1,300. So, uh, again, we appreciate all the information. We want to get as many shout outs as we can. There's a lot of kids having. Uh, great years, and it makes it, uh, it makes it tough on us to try and figure out who's going to make the top ten, the top four, and actually actually win this event. But, man, I'm looking forward to the next week. I, I love when we get the college coaches in and we talk recruiting because I just know how important it is for the kids and the parents. Right, and you're talking about, you know, there's going to be a point where you freeze who's in the top 10, but when we're looking at the top four, you said really the only one that we know will be in there will be Maggie Murphy because of the votes. Correct. And this is a loaded question for you two, but if you could guess right now or predict who you might see the other three players in the top four, and I know big game performances are a major part of it. Everything can change, as we've noticed so far in this podcast with who's coming in and out of the top 10, but any predictions? Wow. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I think the Everett Wolverton matchup is, and, and really, I say it's a it's a matchup between Heartland and Howell because this is a team game. But for our little Player of the Year race that we have, that's a big one that we're going to be keeping our eyes on. And quite mm-hmm. frankly, I mean, you know, um, Ryan Hevelin and and Vanderluke are the two very race. Yeah, yeah it's it, you know they both come from from smaller schools, smaller areas, and they're both putting up very similar numbers. Right. So it's almost like you see a little home run hitting race there, 
and then you see this, uh, you know, the Everett Wolverton matchup is going to really mean to. So I would say that, you know, Everett Wolverton, this district could be huge as to which one may be seeing themselves in the Final Four. And the same thing on the hitting side with Hevelin and, and, and Vanderloop. But I, I don't know. They're just, you know, So many things are in flux, too, because, yeah, you know, you could have a great team uh, that just ends up getting knocked out in the district. I mean, that's going to happen. And then that really diminishes somebody's chance of, of going on. Like, you know, if Vanderlitt's team uh, ended up getting knocked out in the district and Havlin keeps to get the plane all the way to the finals and she hits five or six more home runs, you know, it's yeah, it's to get the nod. It's just how it works. Or, you know, Allie <clears throat> Sealer, you know, close to 700. If, if she just lights it up and carries her team to a quarters or something, that, you know, it's... It's really hard to pick. So it we we don't know. We we do not know. I think it, you know the the script is yet to be written. We know the cast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we 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 don't know uh you know, uh, we don't know yet. So we're just we're looking forward to, and this is our favorite. This is our favorite time of year when it comes to high school softball. Right, and it makes it more fun for you guys that your job is this hard now, yeah. <laughs> especially with all that coming into play later on. But thank you for joining us on the State Champ Swingway Podcast again. Be sure to check out our last episode, our last coaches recruiting roundtable, and be sure to tune in Thursday, June tenth. For our next edition of the Coaches Recruiting Roundtable, mix of D1, D2, D3 coaches, you won't want to miss it. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you again, Jenna. See you next week.